Yeah. Well, so what was you saying about um? What was we saying? Oh, this is the other thing I had I had this in mind as well. I was thinking about. But it's so funny because we get these numbers and figures from like in regards to black and brown people in America, and it sort of sits into here because I realized in the, in Europe they weren't really in the UK they weren't really talking about black and brown people being impacted on it. I still I don't think I've even seen much about it on TV. Then again, I don't watch TV. I've not seen much about it being talked about in the socials either unless it was coming from america yeah no i haven't either that's not been a conversation that's been um, had over here essentially but i think yeah and the fact that the nhs send out those letters it should have been something that would have been published to the newspapers but i don't to to the to to regional or even national news but i guess they don't deem that as being news at all no, and here, like, I don't know, they don't really speak about race here. They kind of just, yeah, they we don't. forget in place. We live in a country where race doesn't exist. We yeah, don't have no, race here. Britain is not racist. Britain is not a racist country, sir. We live in a racist free country. We don't have a racist prime minister. He's so not racist. Like they, yeah, they generally don't speak about race here. It's so weird. Um, this is a, this is a utopia. You're forgetting. <laughs> so fucking weird, bro. Oh my god, could they see me playing my vagina online? <laughs> 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 no, I don't think they could. My hand was, my leg was in the way. Um, oh shit, but they can on this one. Um, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, they. They. I don't think they're ever gonna speak about that. Like, even to hear them say the word black on like TV and what would like it's just I don't even know what they would use like politically to speak about black people in this country. I think they'll use the word ethnic minority. <laughs> yeah, which which groups are more than just black and brown people, but they're gonna have they're gonna. If they have to talk about it, if the numbers get too large, that's the word they're going to use. That's what they like to use in um in the in all the government papers when it comes to when when you're trying to break down uh, the the population and things like that. They they say ethnic minority, but that also can include Eastern Europeans and that. Like that can do you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. just black and brown people. Oh wait, when I went on live on the podcast one, it said I had an option upload to. Um, IGTV. Oh, interesting. But you know, one doesn't. The world is and how, how, how more opportunities are presented to you when you are. But I can't do it on my own. So, can I just get your opinion on this whole? Um, because I know this was a very long time ago, but I know you did mention it to me a little bit. You know the whole Maya Jama thing with what she said years ago. Mm-hmm. What was the outcome? I can't remember. Nothing. <laughs> Everyone was just getting onto her, and she ended up releasing like an apology, and now nothing happened. That like um, she didn't disappear off social media like how the other two people have now. Um, she's chilling, bro. She's still working. She's still, you know, I mean, got her friends and shit. Like, nothing has really happened, essentially, especially now. Because I know she she has used um, a dark-skinned black woman as her stylist. 
before. Yeah. Which is uh, Melissa's wardrobe. So, because she also styles sometimes um, Stormzy. But, yeah, but this is the thing, like, I just hope that that culture dissolves the whole, like, bringing up tweets from 2001 and trying to expose people. It's not going to, you know. It's, do you know what? I don't think it's so, right. people we live in a righteous, righteous, perfect people's world nowadays. You cannot be of fault nowadays. But it's not you even stopping, like, a fault. it's not even, it's not stopping any, it's not stopped her bag. It's not stopped Stormzy's bag. It's not stopped all of these other rappers' bags. It's not stopped, do you know what I mean? But mm. people that it has now sort of affected more and intensely is, um, Nella and the other girl, um, Bella. That's funny, Nella, Bella. Um, because they both deactivated their social medias. And because of, obviously, that whole corona thing now, now everyone's on social media, so it's even more intense. And it just, like, people have made videos about it, and everyone's been getting onto Bella's apology, saying that it's inauthentic. And basically, she made jokes about um, she didn't, what it was just some basically people were just twisting her apology and she ended up even deleting it um and i just think like how mean and how disgusting and people really think like um you know they made these people so they have the right to destroy them and that's not the case you didn't make no one you may be a part of their audience but at the end of the day you didn't make anyone and what i think is that um uh, and, uh, and as well, like, we're in a culture that, that will make all these nasty comments and scribble, scribble all of this rubbish on the people's pictures. And when they kill themselves, everyone's throwing up RIPs and... Ah, oh, you know, they're quick, 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 quick with the RIP, though. And then mental health and, you know... Oh, bullying. Stop bullying. Bullying and I think bad. Like, we need to have a space on social media where, like, we just promote just some other shit. Just... Like you said, this righteousness stuff. Like everyone acts like they're perfect, and these, you know, a majority of these people are religious. Even like off topic, but not off topic. Even with like Lisa um, Mercedes, you know, the the singer, the UK. The, is that the girl that bleached? No, she didn't bleach. She's now um, reverted to Islam, and everyone is getting under her. Bro. Yeah, she's like she's the bleach girl, man. Oh, she bleached. I swear, someone. That's how I swear to God, it sounds so bad. That's literally how I know it off my head. Like that she's, she's the bleach girl because I think I saw a video. Someone made a video about her, so that's how I see her in my head. Because I don't really, you know me, babe. Don't laugh. I don't really know like people like that in it. So, but no. Anyway, so she's converted to Islam. Yeah, and mm. everyone has just been leaving these nasty comments on her pictures, and I'm just thinking like. Darkly. How are we, like, everyone in this inning just wants perfect and just wants, like, the end result. No one cares about the journey. No one cares about your progress. No one cares about you working on yourself. You're being accountable. You're improving yourself. You're improving your life. Everyone just wants to see the end result. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, these are Muslims that are cutting her as well. And I think, how disgusting, like, and from a religious standpoint, no sin should be greater than another sin. Do you know what I mean? And, um... At the end of the day, you understand that that what people have done, that's between them and their gods. It's not for you to now come and judge because you are no greater than anyone. 
you could have done something that that person thinks is 10 times worse than what they've done. Do you know what I mean? It's a matter of perception. And just shutting your mouth, bro. Like, just shutting your mouth. Like, why are people so confident to, to, to diss other people and to say that what you're doing is wrong when mm. you have done or probably still doing, like, bad things on a daily basis? Yeah. We're not, why are we so programmed to, to knock down other people just to make ourselves feel better about ourselves? And do you know what I mean? I don't need to sit on the internet and cuss these people that made tweets 14, 15 years old that have apologized. It's like, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to die? Like, what do you actually want them to do? They've apologized. And now, not only is the apology not good. I think, I think Nella and that other girl should get back online. The same way they were able to let go of Maya Jama's comments, the same way they need to be letting go of these girls, let them be. Yeah, it will, it will pass. I mean, there'll still be people that will comment rubbish on their pages. Yeah, what does Nella do? YouTuber. Yeah, she's a YouTuber, influencer. Yeah, go and post your stuff, babes. Go, go and make good, great content. Move on. If you make one apology video that's really in temple, really clear. And, and let me go, bro. Moving. And I think as well, yeah, I'm surprised some of these people haven't been just turn around and say, bro, just fuck off. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you going to do? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, they have to be, like, PC and they're going to have, like, you know, their, um, what's that thing? When they're, they're, is it AR or PR? PR. They're going to have them procedures and stuff. But at the same time, I just feel like you need to just tell these people to shut the fuck up and keep pushing. Like, because it's just the audacity and these people, loads of the people, they're not even genuinely offended. They just want to shout. They just want to make noise. People are bored, especially that it happened during quarantine. People had time, boy. That's what I'm saying. So that's why it's worse because it's more intense now. And it's more like in your face, like, you know, it's fucked now. Because now everyone's watching, even people that don't even use Instagram. People's Instagram has been inactive since 2014. They're now jumping on Instagram because they haven't got anything better to do because it's a quarantine. So I hope they both do come back on social media. I don't think this should... Um, I think it's been over a week now. Um, I think that... I would hope that they have, like, support systems around them. Um, because I'm not being funny. Everyone back in the day was talking shit, bruv. Even me. And I, like I said, I had a lot of dark-skinned friends. Mm. They were talking shit. Jamaican, it wasn't even Caribbean, it was Jamaican versus the whole of Africa. Actually, back in the day, it was mainly, in my, like, community, it was mainly, like, Jamaican versus, like, Ghana and Nigeria and, you know, just, like, big. Yeah, because apparently the other Africans at that time didn't exist. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, we didn't really... A lot of people even refer to Africa as like a country and not a continent. We didn't really have that understanding. So yeah. everyone was talking their shit, bro. Everyone. I don't care. Everyone. Whether you were doing it online or offline, you were talking shit. And if you wasn't talking shit, you wasn't um, getting on to people for talking shit because it was acceptable. And that's what a lot yeah. of people were forgetting. Like, for people to make these kind of comments, it would there would have to be an environment where they felt comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I felt comfortable to make comments about um, people, not even people of African descent, African people. Um, but yeah, I had African friends. But there was obviously that space and that normality. Like, it's not even a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, we just need to move the fuck on. And especially if people have, are not are actually doing stuff now and, and are not, you know, um, 
uh, have shown you their changed behaviors and their changed beliefs, allow them to do that. Allow them to improve. Allow them to grow. Allow them to relearn. Like, give them that space. And that's something that I just felt, because I was thinking, like, if that happened to me, I'd want people to understand, like, just understand, like, people even saying that what they're saying is an excuse, like, you, like, you shouldn't have said that whether you were 14 or, like, 16, rah, 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 it's not an excuse to say this, rah, 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 you didn't love yourself, that's not an excuse, but that is the truth, that is how we were all brainwashed, that is how we were affected by the racism that was within our society, indirectly on TV, magazine, music industries, everywhere. And then our parents, what our parents telling us, what our friends telling us, you know? Yeah. So, like, we were just products of our environment. Look at the age we're at. Impressionable, bro. 14, 15. Even in comedians talking that shit about darker skin and Africans. Like, it was... On the Listen, we were we were Africans were African booty scratchers. Like you guys came from hearts. That's like, what I'm saying. And people was, still believe that to this day. Like that's what's even more problematic. The amount of information and the amount of stuff that has come out to show you that that's not the case. People still believe that now. People that are even African, that are even Nigerian Ghanaians, don't even associate themselves with their own culture. Because of even to do like African spirituality, like there's so many other things that are happening now in relation to like um, just identity crises and colorism and all of these things. And you want to worry about tweets from 2001? Like, come on! I just think just get your parties in order and keep the same energy, bro. You know? Yeah. People are quick to point. Um... There's a saying, there's a, I think I don't know if it's a French saying or a Lingala saying that says that it's 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 easier for you to pick uh the sleep in the eye in somebody else than to see it in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you point one finger, three are always gonna be pointing back at you. Exactly. So mind your business, basically. But yeah, that's just I just felt like that situation is just dumb, bro. Even me, like when I when um Obviously, the Mayor Jama stuff came out and the Steph London stuff came out. I was kind of like... What's Steph London stuff? Same thing, tweets. That's what I mean, bro. There needs to be... People are not really looking at what the issue is. If all of these people are coming out saying this shit, and at this time, they weren't even that famous like that. They were just, you know, your standard, um, standard whatever, normal, whatever, people. Yeah, in, individuals are, cre- are, are, are creators of what society is. So if we are looking, if we're looking at a person, we keep seeing a pattern of behavior that was perpetrated at a certain time and space. It is an individual issue. It's an us issue. Yeah, so we don't want to be accountable. It's just the same way if someone is getting bullied and you're a bystander, do you know what I mean? And you're not interfering or doing anything. You're just as bad. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That's what we're taught in school. So why doesn't that apply when it comes to, to saying prejudice and discriminative things? But yeah, they're just alone by themselves. They're not fucking chatting shit to themselves, bro. They're chatting shit to their community and their people around them. Like, come on. Put some, like, just common sense. Do you know what I mean? Common fucking sense, bro. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think people are going to be able to... Um to hold themselves accountable because pe- mm. because most human beings see themselves as good people. 
see mm. themselves as righteous people, see themselves as, as doing the best that they can. And somehow that thinking of the best that they can is somehow the best period. When it, it isn't. No, the fuck is not. But yeah, like you said, it's righteousness and holier than than thou and you know this we're just we're just so like self-absorbed and so like we're just a whole society of egomaniacs at this point and even like in Akala's life someone was speaking someone asked him a question about like the ethics of veganism and stuff and he was speaking about like how the righteousness of some vegans in in the western world yeah, and the preaching is so like when you you know, and I can't like I ex- I went through that. I did experience. But I think I call it the new vegan thing. Everyone does it. I think. Yeah, it's like when you first, because when you first get a load of information, you're excited to share it, and then you're like, wow, like this is the real, this is the real deal. Like this is how we should be living, and you're not living like that. So that means you're not living right. And it was just the overwhelming, and it's just like. Like I said, we're society of egomaniacs. We love ourselves. We spend all day taking pictures of ourselves, looking at ourselves in the mirror. Like, we're very vain as a society. And I think it's just, yeah, and it's just having all that information and knowing something that people don't know. And it's like, I wasn't necessarily preachy, preachy. I was preachy, but there was always, like, a slight twist of, like, sarcasm. Um, But then, as well... At the same time, if you do feel offended, I feel like you're supposed to be offended. <laughs> and um, yeah. that's that's a personal problem. Because I remember one of my friends, I must have put up a post. And I don't even think it was a preacher post at the time, but she was like, you can't say stuff like that because basically it makes people feel bad. And I'm saying, that's not my business. Do you feel bad because you eat meat? Because oh, this is what I mean. Like, people how, is that my, how is that a personal problem? How is that my personal problem? That's your personal problem. That's your, do you know what I mean? But I, I let go of the preacher stuff. Um quite a while ago but I think I was almost on the verge of being preachy preachy but now I like when people ask me like oh how do you feel about people that eat meat around you and rah, rah, rah. um and I don't feel any type of way like I don't judge people for the choices that they make or they don't make I used to eat meat at one point I wasn't born like this humans have been eating meat so it's not like an unrealistic scenario it's not an alien scenario, do you know what I mean? So I understand um, not everyone can make the change. Not everyone sees it as like an economical change they can make or a practical change that they can make. And those of people's bodies are not even going to be able to like really um, process and run off like a plant-based diet due to just, there's whole, there's whole factors that contribute to like how your body functions. Um, and I think because of the society that we live in and the environment, a lot of people can't even sustain a plant-based diet. Like, their teeth fall out. And obviously, I do feel like it's lack of um, education at some points. But as well, environment plays a big role um, in how you thrive and how you survive. And just like if I was in the Caribbean and, or in a hot country, I'd have a better quality of life. Do you know what I mean? Because um, we've seen a lot of vegans and plant-based people go back to eating meat and to eating plant-based products. And it may be a thing where their body has become so dependent on that for nutrients and stuff mm. that their body just can't. They just, they can't, like, get past that. 
Yeah. I don't really yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the other thing I was seeing quite. There was a bit of a wavelength, wasn't it? A few a few months ago, a couple of months ago, actually, yeah. that people Everyone going back to eating. like fucking flies, bro. They were dropping out. <laughs> they were just that gone, gone clear. But the whole, even like diet and lifestyle, it's a journey. Like, honestly, when I started eating meat, I mean, when I started um, not eating meat, so when I went vegan, like what I ate then and what I ate now and what completely I understand. Yeah, completely different. Like, completely different. So different. So it's a whole process. Um, but I don't judge people because I don't want people to judge me and my choices. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to discuss today? Um, not really. Yeah, we, we, we've got a lot of talking. I like, I like, yeah, I like the conversation so far. Um, yeah, I feel like it's been, it's, it's flowed nicely. But it's gone, it's gone really said, good. I'm on Instagram live. Someone said, I think colorism is really black and I think it's perpetuated the most by black men. Which what has been what you said earlier, and oh, I, yeah. do, I do, yeah, I do understand that. Um, I, I obviously wouldn't say all men, but I think that goes without saying. But I feel like they are mo- are more impressionable when it comes to colorism, and also they have been affected by it. Not even a lot more, but just I think because of the roles traditionally that a lot of black families have is like the man the head the woman the neck sort of thing so the man has a lot of influence on his women you know naturally we are submissive to men so if a man is saying um and a man is showing you he's only interested in light women because he thinks they're more beautiful he thinks they're more this he thinks they're more that than us as the receivers um and as the submissive people in them um dynamics naturally we're gonna do you know what i mean it's just like women can be um, misogynistic as well which is um, something that men display more of and women sort of like absorb it and then they become misogynistic and just preach yeah, themselves, yeah. how women should be yeah so I think just men have more influence over women um, than us in that situation so it's not yeah and I think we just you know a lot of women always like the pick me thing as well and just the idea of that um we need to do certain things to be chosen by a man and then that even stems from like us um being brought up to please men and to to get married and do you know what i mean like there's loads of little like um branches and um things that them ideals come from but yeah i just think men just have more influence over us as to why we yeah. do these things and then go and spew it on each other. I feel like I feel like when it when it comes to when it comes to colorisms and, and, and all that other when it comes to that, I just feel like yes, you're, you're definitely right. That's exactly what happened. Everybody in that it's it's that um you know how to say in the UK, uh, in England, you experience racism, but it's not a blatant racism that you might experience in some places in America where it's like in your face or someone yeah, going to go. It's, it's, that, it's, that, it's, that, it's the subtleness of it, right? It's mm-hmm. the subtleness of how everyone sort of low-key accepted that colorism is a thing and this is how we're going to move past it. And, mm-hmm. and then there's the idealization of 
certain types of women. And we have to we have to understand that fetishizing anyone is not okay. Yeah, someone just said that as well. They were like, I think light skin mixed race women are sexualized and fetished, even as children, their burden would be in the beauty standard. And yeah, I definitely agree. Um 100%. And that for me manifests as into a privilege as well. And there's definitely there's definitely pretty privilege. And then on top of that, you have light skin privilege as well. So like yeah. we were talking about earlier, like being able to understand your privilege and how to use it to benefit people that are not so privileged um in certain situations. But yeah, bro, like I like back in the day, like I I got off of being like lighter skinned. Like I knew it was a thing. I knew a lot of men liked that in women and were attracted to women that were light skin. But funnily enough, I wasn't really attracted to lighter skinned men. Like they've never been my flavour. I've always been attracted to <laughs> <laughs> like yourself. And maybe that even stems from like just general sexualization of dark skinned men. Who knows? But as well my dad's um, a darker skinned man and obviously growing up in schools my primary school was full of black people. There was like one Asian guy and one mixed race person. Everyone else was black. So I grew up around that. Um, so that became my normality. But yeah, I definitely um, feel that as well. have felt that even in circumstances where I've been the only light skinned woman and there's been other dark skinned women and just the treatment is different. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's definitely that that pressure to be and to feel like, I have like a thing to uphold because I'm seen as like the standard of beauty. And like I said, when I when I when I go abroad, um, and I'm out in the sun too long, people go, "I'm gonna get, gonna get too dark." It's like a status thing, isn't it? It becomes a status thing. It's it almost is. Like, if you're lighter, you're just yeah, you have an. No, babe, I get it. My mom. The high. comments people used to make is that, "Oh, my mom's got like pretty light-skinned daughters." Yeah. And it's like, no, her daughters are pretty. She's got two pretty light-skinned daughters. And it, it, that's just, like, the whole like the whole talk about it. It's like, my dad uh, would talk about me and my sister more than he would probably. Like, when he's talking about his kids, he'll be like, oh, like, look at my beautiful, my two beautiful daughters. And I know, like, parents say that in general. But I know mm-hmm. that when I, when I went out with him and we was out and about together, because, like, my dad's other children are not light-skinned. And obviously, my dad's light skin ish, like he's light skin like me, I guess you would say. And obviously, I, when I went down there where he lives in Belgium, it was around. It's sort of like, oh my god, your daughter's so light skin. Oh my god, she's so pretty. Oh my god, she's like you. You guys are the same skin color. And it seems like as though his son, who lives with him, somehow sort of like dissipated and didn't. Exa- it wasn't good looking. Didn't 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 matter anymore because mm-hmm. his light skinned daughter showed up. It was just very weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I can. And that's what I mean. Imagine being on the receiving end of that. Exactly. Your little brother, like, the, just the treatment is different, even how you're, you know, greeted and how you're, yeah, I just think it's just so problematic, man. It is. And I think we are getting to a space where, oh, my God, the spider has made a web, yeah? Where has he connected to be? Because it's just in the sky. <laughs> if that's connected to my house, that is, there's a tarantula. Anyways, um, I think we are like getting to a place of progression. Um, 
People will say, though, people will be like, why are we even still talking about it? It is what it is. And it's like, no, the more we talk about it, the more we're able to create self-awareness about people's internalized issues and hatred for oneself. We're able to liberate some some people. Yeah. And I think, yeah, someone said, it's hard being a darker-skinned woman. um, And that's just the truth. And I, and I understand that and I appreciate and I appreciate that and like I said as a lighter skinned woman I like now I'm even more conscious of it you know like yeah I will defend any disrespect towards darker skinned women I make it a point like I always make it a point to, to support um black owned businesses like this is why I do these things these things need to be done and and I think we obviously there's people like us that do that like I just do not even allow them kind of talks to be allowed around me right if I see that's the kind of person you are then I cannot be your friend okay perfect example of this conversation this happens quite a lot of barbershop as you know I have a barbershop right and there's a lot of and the reason why I'm saying this there's a lot of these young English black men that Mm -hmm. come in there that can sit there and spew out their hatred and the distaste and dislike for black women and black girls when you are sitting there as the darkest shade the sun can give. Yeah. And <laughs> when we are having this conversation, oh shit, I would never allow you to try to disrespect dark skinned women, let alone women. Period. Because then I see you as an enemy of progress. Yeah. Because when they start coming with them raw, raw talk, I'm like, okay, so you're not even trying to understand. You're just trying to be ignorant. All right, then. You you sit over there with that ignorant shit. I ain't just gonna, I ain't never gonna talk to you. I see what you're like, and you're over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not everybody can be saved as well. That's what we have to remember. Not everybody can be saved. Yeah, that's another thing. And a question. Okay, cool. Um, I feel like I might know your answer, but I was on someone's live and there was they they were presented with this. Actually, this is the situation that happened with them. Um, but the question is, I have for you is, if you um, how can I apply it to your situation? Um, if you had a scenario where you were casting, um, you were casting people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should use his situation or yours because I feel like in yours it's different with the clothing and stuff. But yeah, basically he was casting for a company. Um, they were creating an ad, and there were a plethora of um, women that applied for the casting. Um, and the actual girl that the company was looking for and who um, was most suited for the role like in terms of like acting wise and just look wise overall look um he had to choose between her mm. or a darker skinned woman and mm. black man and he's like i guess pro black but he ended up choosing the darker skinned woman um even though she wasn't the best woman for the role and wasn't necessarily what they were looking for but he done it because obviously we know that darker skinned women are not presented with the same opportunities that lighter skin and fair skin and white women are so his like conflict was did he make the right decision because is it gonna be is it a thing where you know like who wants but to was re- the black woman was the dark skin black woman good like she was okay but she wasn't she wasn't as good as the other woman um and i know this 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 whole theory i'm like oh you just have to be um you you uh the best person should get the job. Well, do you know what? In real life, the best person doesn't always get the job. 
yeah that's a good point and but there's a there's the my thing when when he said that i thought about okay if i was um in that situation a would i want to know that that was the case and how would that make me feel would that make me feel like um i'm gonna even dissect i'm not even dissect debunk what i'm saying but yeah would that make me feel like um, I've only been given this opportunity like out of pity but then it's like because we're not in a level society and we're not even like we have to that even perpetuates the idea that we're going to have to work like twice as hard just to even get picked do you know what I mean yeah. so I think yeah I was going to ask you what would you have done in that situation would you have picked the person that's like most suited and that like actually were, was what they were looking for and was just better in terms of like in general just more better for the role or would you have picked the darker skinned woman the dark skinned woman or person if it was yeah and if the, if the person that was more suited for the role isn't a person of color they were i think they yeah i think she was just lighter skinned okay all right so now we're talking about just colors yeah. in general right it, okay it, it depends right when it comes to for me, when it comes to fashion and and uh, shoot and shoots and collection, it's all about aesthetics, right? And it's all about what kind of feel you're trying to have, what kind of energy and vibe you're trying to have, and what you're trying to perpetrate, mm-hmm. and the kind of image you're trying to give the people. Mm-hmm. So, if if the person, if the light skinned black woman was better for the image I was trying to give, mm-hmm. which probably wouldn't be the case for me, because for me, I would I would just take both. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I would take both. But if you had to choose one, in the perfect world, you pick the one that's best for the role. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean that the person who was okay cannot also be given another opportunity that isn't related to that situation. They may not be good for that point, for uh-huh. that testing, but it could be like, actually, you could be good for this one and you line them up for something else. Because in the industry, yeah. in like filming industry, that's, that's how it works. Because don't get it twisted, some of these actors weren't actually great. You start as being good. The fact that you even said she was good, that's why I'm like, I don't even mind that he picked her. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I think, I think, either way, um, one of them, one of their looks was better suited and one of them was um, more, let's just say more talented than the other. But um, yeah, I think what he, I think he made the right choice. I think he did. Um, and I think like the basis of his choice is uh, like is valid, and I think more people do need to 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 make choices like that and make decisions based on that. Um, like you said, not everyone that gets a job is you know the best person for the job. That's not really how it, it works in life, in it. There's been plenty of jobs where they've hired people based on because they're of their of their skin color. So why not flip it around and why not do it like that? So, yeah, I thought that was um, interesting. Because most people are not doing I think that. this is another situation where we talk about how do people try to balance balance the scales? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's an opportunity where you can balance the scales. Because if that, let's say, the light-skinned woman is that great, she's going to be great in another place anyways and being able to pick. So in that situation, if you're able to give a one-up to that dark-skinned woman then why wouldn't it? Yeah, because as well, and you know, if you're aware of how the industry is set up and how that light-skinned woman 
um say she applies to 20 opportunities and you know for like a standard she's gonna at least bag like 15 of them whereas a dark-skinned woman if she's presented with 20 opportunities you know like based on your your experience and the statistics she's only gonna bag five of them do you know what i mean so we have a it's just ethics as well isn't it and your integrity so i think as well it would be interesting um I feel like that may cause some conflict as well for people that are not conscious, just like we were speaking about earlier about like how I know light-skinned women that um, have made comments about like, why does that skin women always hate on us and blah, blah, blah. In that situation, that could encourage... See, I... Um, yes, in that situation, that could also start the conversation as like, well... Um, because I was trying to think from the lighter-skinned woman's side, would she see that as as um, the right place? And if you're someone that is aware of your privilege, you would understand that. I would. I'll be cool with that. Yeah, that, that's what. That's how. That's how I had. That's how I made that conclusion. Right. If I was the light-skinned woman and mm-hmm. having the understanding that I have in regards to colorism and society in general, I wouldn't have an issue having a black woman take. I wouldn't, but a lot of women would, and that's the problem, and that's where they because there's this illusion of everybody being individuals when it comes to when it when it comes to to our race or our, our grouping of people. We are not individual; we are judged as a grouping. Yeah, yeah, that is just the reality of it all. That's how I think about it because I just think yeah, if everything was separated, if everyone was like, okay, we're we're rewinding back in time. 400, 500 years ago, and we were separated, we would be on the black side. I'll be on the black side. Whether I'm in the house, in the field, whatever, I would still be treated as a black person, even though obviously not to the degree of my, like, darker counterparts. But in terms mm-hmm. of separation, they're still, you know, we're still classed as the same. We're just, we're just more palatable, like I said. Like, we're just... Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you're not like the rest of them. Oh, like, you're actually cool. Oh, you know, we we fall under, we get into them conversations. And oh, um, your hair's really nice. And oh, your skin, you know, we fall into them them conversations. And then there's like the darker skin women that are deemed more like physically attractive. Like, oh, you're actually pretty for a dark skin girl. And oh, um, dark skin women that may not have grown up around their own culture, Oh, you're actually, you're not like them. You're actually, you know, you're not loud. You're not this. You're, you're quite like, you know. So, yeah, we don't, we don't, I don't, a lot of us don't see ourselves as like family. We are. I just got, I just came out the oven a little bit before. <laughs> 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 I say you're not quite baked yet. No, unfortunately. I wish I was. I'm so pale right now. It's actually depressing. So, yeah. Oh, my days. You really laugh. <laughs> said, I can't, I just, unfortunately, I just come out of the oven too early. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I just think like melanated people, people that are really melanin rich, are just so blessed. Like gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's not even. I'm like so jealous. I just be looking at her like, oh, this is sickening. You guys are. And it's not even like their their skin tone. It's like the texture. 
if you like beautiful the caribbean their skin it's not even like brown it's like it's like there's a i'm shaking my head (laughs) it's a different level bro it's a different level of beautifulness like their, their undertone is gold. It's that gold and it's maroon and it's just like so amazing, fam. They just people are just so blessed they don't even realize. Um, if that's the case, he shouldn't have. He should just cast dark skin women only. It wasn't his um thing. He was doing it for like Adidas or Nike or something. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. What well, yeah. I just think, um, and also, what I'm going to look into more, um, obviously I can't speak about it as much as I would like to, but um, just how, what the economy is going to be like post-corona and what it's going to mean for a lot of people, because right now, bitch, I'm on my shit, like, um, I, obviously we knew, like, the transition and the shift to the digital world completely and artificial intelligence was going to happen i just think mm. you know how soon and what like was going to ignite the shift um yeah. to like the case yo yeah um what were we talking about this is what akala was just talking about as well isn't it like how there's some people that are just not going to recover from it and that is the truth yeah um was it was it about a month ago that it was posted that was it Bapianos? Mm-mm. I think either Vapiano, I think it's Vapiano that would not reopen because they've gone bankrupt. I swear. No, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't um... And I'm just like, it was, oh, how could Vapiano's go bankrupt? It's like, well, a lot of these businesses are not actually in, they're not actually making profit for yeah. a very long time. And if they, what, what was I going to say? Oh, shit, it keeps twisting around. There was something that I was going to say. Um, oh, shit, I can't remember now. That's annoying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some technical difficulties, bro. My laptop just doesn't start flying. Um, Hi. Oh, I was going to say something. I can't remember. It's going to annoy me. The economy post-corona. Um, oh, the cashless shit. So, yeah, boom. Obviously, we knew that, like, the digital world was coming and that there was going to be a shift at some point um, into, like, the just artificial intelligence and digital money. But we didn't really know what was going to spike it and what was going to initiate that shift. Um, But, yeah, like, I'm having... I've been listening to, like, podcasts and having conversations and a lot of people are saying, like, you know, there's, there's going to be an economic crash... Mm. One of my friends said today, like, oh, it's going to be, like, for the next 10 years, it's going to be mad, basically. Um, and I think what people are not realising, because we're in it now and we're in, like, we're still okay. Bam, if Boris, jo- Boris Johnson is basically saying nothing ain't going to be normal until October. So all these businesses are not supposed to open, reopen until the October. Yeah end of this year like that's just not sustainable and um we knew but we knew that bricks and mortar was going to be a thing of the past anyways and the only businesses that are thriving now are businesses that are able to operate online um and that are able to offer their services um while people are at home still 
Like, yeah. I knew this world was coming, honestly. That's why I didn't want to have a shop because I knew that bricks and mortar at some point is going to be, it's going to be finished. It's going to be a thing of the past. It's going to be fucking nostalgic. Yeah. You were just, you were going to look back and think, oh, I remember when we used to go out to eat restaurants. Like, soon that's going to be done because there's going to be no fucking restaurants. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I don't know how that, if that's going to happen, you know, because humans are, 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 are people of, of interaction. They need to be around other people. So I don't yeah, know if they're gonna. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna be completely gone, but I think there's gonna be a lot more quick takeaway pickup shops than there are gonna be restaurants. Restaurants. Yeah, because I mean, if we look, people are social, people like to be social. But now this is where the social distancing has come in, and that's gonna cause. I mean, we don't even trust people on a general day to day basis. We can't even get on a train without protecting our bags thinking someone's going to take our phone out our bag so there was never really a trust in general with our like um, community so now there's the whole social distancing thing and that's going to be put in place still for a very long time and that's going to become a normal it's going to become a normality it's just like how it's been installed like um if someone steps on a train that's you know fully covered in like religious gear there's, there's this thought that, oh, maybe they're going to have a bomb or, da, 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 or someone does something, you know, mm. after, like, the bombings and shit. That's something that we still um, speak about and carry with us today. So I think it's definitely, there's going to be a new normal. Even now, bro, people are, there's been incidents where people are standing too close to one another and, you know, there's arguments. So I think as social as we are, Especially here, British people are very, very soldier. They love to go out. They love no. In fact, they just love to drink alcohol. They, they, they love a pub. They just pub. love to drink alcohol and get fucked up. But I think that whole culture is going to change because people are going to work from home, and you know the new Friday is the first day. People finish at the office. They go get drinks. But if you can work from home, you're going to work from home. The the most of the jobs that don't require you to work at home are like supermarkets for now. Anyway, supermarkets. Um, restaurants. Um, what else? What other things are lack of service? Like car washes, things that are essential. But my mom can work from home. She has an office job. Um, loads of people can work from home that have office jobs. And if it's working for their employers, um, then they might as well just keep them at home in it. So I think it's so important um for us to be educated on what's going to happen next. And the gap is just going to get wider and wider because yeah. cashless is such like, cashless think from cashless is a weapon, yeah? Because not everyone can even, not everyone is eligible to apply for a debit card, let alone a credit card. You need an address to apply for a debit card. What about mm-hmm. people that are homeless? What about people that don't have an actual solid place to stay? Not everyone has a home, do you know? Mm-hmm. Not everyone has a mobile phone. Not everyone has a mobile phone that is that has the internet on it, and there's all these yeah. things that are just gonna they're just gonna widen the gap. And obviously, we live in a capitalist society, so we're just products of that. But even the, the aim the aim of a capitalist society is to keep widening that the, the gap. Yeah, because that's how it functions, and that's essentially what has happened now. Like everyone was getting. This is what I um I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were speaking about. Um, the intention of this whole thing and to widen the gap is like people were getting too too rich and when it starts to balance out that's when it stops working if everyone is wealthy it's no longer capitalism there needs to be poor and rich mm. do you understand but look how many like billionaires young millionaires 
and you know people are starting to to close the gap but now the gap needs to stay because you can't accumulate mass wealth without there being some sort of exploitation like it just it otherwise it's not going to be Math. There needs to be some sort of exploitation along the line. Yeah. Look at these fast fashion companies. Look at these big ass companies. When you look into like their ethics and their work, it's not sustainable. They're not going to make the the amount of money that they want to make if they're being you know ethically right and sustainable. Um, that's why a lot of small businesses don't really get to like big big levels because they still have their 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 morals and their policies and their ethics. They still have that. Uh, yeah. and they're happy with being comfortable some people want to be rich and being rich is very detrimental to, to the whole community to the community as a whole because if there's rich, there's poor and people don't seem to understand that people think um, that, I don't know it's, it's sort of like obviously I understand anyone can get rich but anyone can be poor as well yeah. and um, we have a responsibility if we want to um, change society and make actual change accumulating mass wealth is super super unethical and detrimental to being in a society that is like that people can just live in like and thrive and you know have equal opportunities and access to food water shelter can't have that if there's like rich and poor you know yeah I, I, I think i think the one thing as well that they um that people would say in argument let's let's play devil's advocate here that well how can we tell people what they want for them for themselves some people that's what they want they want to be wealthy they want to be extremely rich that is their goal right and and i think um americans some americans that i've heard say is that they truly believe in the capitalism society because it enables people to climb up and i think I think that there is an illusion of what capitalist society is supposed to be in, in, in comparison to what it really is. Because yeah. I think it's an idealistic, um, idealistic um, post- mindset of what, it, of what it's supposed to be, that, oh, it's, it's a fair game for everyone. Like, I, I hear quite a lot of Americans saying that, no, America is the land, land of the dream. You can make anything happen. And it's just like, mm-hmm. well, you can, you can make anything happen if you have something so there's so yeah and there's too many factors that are against you in that situation Um, and i think they 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 truly believe that america is the only place in the world where that can happen whereas we live in the uk and there are plenty other countries in the world where you can do exactly the same thing yeah and this is just one way of living like this is just one way of how society is run not every society is run like this and exactly not every you don't need not in not in every situation do you need a mass accumulation of wealth to be happier to feel content and to feel justified and someone said give back when rich i think the the with that it's an illusion because like i said the gap there's the constant gap and even like we always see like these celebrities give like millions of like dollars to charities but that's like me say if i have 10 pound it's like me giving like 10p to a charity it's not even um it's not even an amount that is um a thing. That, 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 that's gonna impact me in any way shape or form and, and, yeah. and also let me play devil's advocate right it'll be on the counterpart of those people that are wealthy it's like well you know it's my money that i've worked hard for i get to choose yeah. how much i can give to charity yeah, which again, I mean, obviously you do you in it, but at the same time, it just depends on 
um, the type of, it just depends on the type of person you are and the type of um, society that you want to live under. I think rich people have a responsibility. If you're going to generate that much wealth and contribute to the gap widening, you have a responsibility. In my opinion, you have a responsibility. Um, people that have large amounts of money, you have responsibility with this money. We understand in this society um, that is, you need money to even have, be able to have access to water, Rob, to wash your fucking skin. Um, and having accumulating a lot of money on the other side of that means that someone somewhere does not have any money. So I think if you don't understand the way that works, you're going to see it as, well, it's my money. I worked hard for it. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? So I think, I mean, I try to do as much as I can um, I'm not saying people should be out here giving their money to everyone, but I just think that you need to look into even how you're making your money. Like I said, there's going to be some sort of exploitation somewhere. Um, even the things that they, people spend their money on, they're not being conscious. People will buy all these diamonds and shit and, you know, all these um, buy from these big brands that don't care about people. So not only are you not like doing anything with this mass amount of money that you have for your community, you're spending your money, putting your money into into um, institutions and corporations and companies that, again, don't give a shit about your community. Yeah. And people in general. So it's like, you're not a human being unless you're being human. And I feel like loads of people don't have a lot of humanity in them. It's very selfish, very greedy. It's greed and it's detrimental. Like I said, it's a form of weaponry. Um, essentially so my goal is never to just accumulate a lot of money to like indulge I feel like like I said we live in a society of egomaniacs and we're very self-indulged and very self-righteous and people who justified a lot of celebrities and rich people who justified by donating million pounds to a company when that's like 10 p to them I have 10 pound I give you 10 p you know, there's some YouTube video of a man explaining that he has like the rice grains. Have you seen it? And then he gets like these one rice grain and it shows you um, how much actually, how little that is in like the grand scheme of things when you're a billionaire, bro. What? Mm. Yeah, man, I just think people just need to prioritize prioritize and money is a dangerous thing man and it's an energy as well it's an energy and it's powerful even though it's like essentially nothing because it's not backed up especially here it's not backed up the pound is not backed up by nothing um but just the the, the power that it holds and the power that we've given it as a society have you been watching money heist <laughs> 